Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in everybody. Another episode of the podcast that's sweeping the nation. It's One Man's Opinion. Thank you, one and all, for making us a part of your process, your day, however you've chosen to download the program and listen in. Uh, my name is Chef Mans. You hear me weekday afternoons on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, hosting the e- Elite Sports Program on that network. Also, Sirius XM Fantasy Football pregame show every Sunday morning during the NFL season with my man, Bob Harris. You also find me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Special emphasis. If you really want to get me, it's on Twitter and TikTok. That's the two places I am the most. All my player profiles just did a Javante Williams one that is up. Uh, the Jeff Mans over there as well. I am a owner and chief content officer of FantasyGuru.com. 2022 Fantasy Football Draft Guide is on sale now. Make sure you get over there and check that out. Radio 20 discount still works. And that will come in very important if you're listening to this the week of the 19th of August. Uh, That will come in mighty handily. More on that later as Fantasy Football Training Camp exclusively at FantasyGuru.com is indeed this week. And I'll be talking about it a lot right here on this episode. But we got a lot of fantasy football to cover here as well. I want to thank you once again for downloading subscribing, commenting, favoriting, sharing with a friend, uh, anything. I actually could use a lot more comments. I think the last comments, especially for my Apple iTunes users, uh, my last review was September 5th, almost a year ago, 2021. Why is that so long ago? Where are you guys at? Where are you hiding? We want to hear from you. I know there's you know, tens of thousands of you that are listening. So, uh, you know, leave your feedback. Don't be afraid to do so. The feedback would be greatly appreciated, everybody. We've got a lot to talk about today. I'm going to try to get to everything that's on my plan and my sheet. There will be plenty of fantasy football talk. I've got news from preseason week one. I've got news around the National Football League training camps. I will talk about players like Isaiah Pacheco and George Pickens and Javante Williams and Kenneth Walker. Uh, Today, Ramondre Stevenson. I will be giving away some of my favorite later middle round picks. I I think like rounds nine through 12 are like middle rounds still, even though most consider them the later rounds. Uh, A few of my favorites right now, players moving up and down in average draft position. We call it ADP. Uh, And then we'll be talking about that. Also want to talk about um, training camp, fantasy football training camp, exclusively fantasyguru.com. I talked a lot about it last week on the episode. We are just days away. So you may be listening to this on Friday, August 19th. And if so, get over to the site right now because you're missing a live event that is absolutely fantastic. And it's over 12 hours of fantasy football coverage. The good news is it will live in perpetuity, meaning – that if you missed the live event, you could go back and watch all the segments anytime on demand right 
there at fantasyguru.com. So there you go. And also the Elite Mafia Fantasy Football Championship draft against the entire staff at Fantasy Guru and our entire Elite Mafia crew, all of the fellow subscribers. It's a free league to get in. We've got prizes to be awarded during the live event. We've got prizes to for all the winners of the football league this year. It should be a great time. There'll be a poker game afterwards as well. I'm going to talk more about that later on. All right. So I'm going to start out today's show with a lot of fantasy football talk. Okay. Cause I think that's the most important thing to do. I want to circle back to something I did discuss on this podcast about a month or two ago, but just like everything, I see the listenership going up, up, up. And you know, a lot of you are here for the fantasy football conversation. I completely understand that. So we'll start off there. I, I do want, to remind you on a couple of things. I've got updated rankings and projections on the site at uh, fantasyguru.com. That's the place to be. Something that you need to keep in your mind. So, you know, I've been frustrated this entire draft season just because things are not evolving or changing as fast as I would like them to. That, that happens normally with old when you're older like myself and you're in your mid forties, it's, you don't, you don't like the world to change. You don't want things to move on my day. We used to do this and that was better. That's fine. And dandy. I'm actually quite the opposite, especially in fantasy sports. And I think the world needs to move in a more positive direction. And what I mean by that is just a simple breakdown of how we do rankings, projections, overall rankings and projections, the whole list of that. And, something that I talk about all the time. So over the last 10 years, all right, just on a basis, like, let me ask you all a question over the last 10 years, actually technically 12 years since 2010. If I told you how many quarterbacks finish in the top 25 in fantasy points per season, how many would you guess now? Standard scoring, that's a four-point per passing touchdown uh, synopsis and one point for every 25 yards. The standard league, full-point PPR for running backs, receivers, and tight ends. Yes, I'm going to ask you about those positions as well. How many do you think fall in the top 25 overall? That means of all the positions. The answer is 12.57. So call it 12, call it 13, whatever you want, fine. Half. That's why we wait on quarterbacks. That's why we don't draft them in the top 25 overall. Right now, there is not a single quarterback that is going in the top 25 of any fantasy draft. Okay. But yet 12 of them on average will, there were 16 of them that finished in the top 25 in 2015, highest in the last 12 years. Okay. That's in the top 25, in the top 50, of point score. So what I'm saying is at the end of the year, that on average over the last 12 years, over the last 12 years in the top 50, 19.71 quarterbacks finish in that top 50. If we go to top 100, it's 27 quarterbacks. And if we go to top 150, it's 31. Not that big a difference. So you see, that's why we wait on quarterback a little bit. But let's let's go further on this. How about the running back position? The running back position, think of how how many running backs, by the way, do you think go 
in the top 25 on average in a fantasy football draft. A lot, because you guys draft running backs crazily, and you're you're so addicted to your running back in the first round, running back in the second round, that you don't even think about what your rate of return is. Well, your rate of return isn't very good, because just 4.71 running backs on average finish in the top 25 of fantasy points. Okay? In the top 25, in the top 50, if we expand it, only 10, 10, 20% of the top 50 running back, 50, top 50 players are running backs, 10.14 to be exact. So pretty easy 10 there. Okay. Now you look at top 100 and the number jumps up to 26. Easy math, 26%, 26.14. Uh, running backs finishing the top 100. And then if we go to top 150, that's 41. Huge jump up there as well. So again, percentages go higher, higher, higher. But we really force ourselves running backs on ourselves. We really draft running backs. As a matter of fact, so with the quarterback position, if you look at both the NFFC and underdog fantasy and draftersfantasy.com. If you look at these ADPs, average draft position, no quarterbacks on any one of those sites go in the top 25. However, on all three, running 14 running backs go off the board in the top 25. So what we know, historically speaking, is you're going to draft, we're going to draft 14 running backs in the first two rounds, plus one pick in a 12-team league, two and a half rounds if you're in a 10-teamer. And only four of them, I'll round it up for you, five of them will return their value. It's a fucking terrible rate of return. Terrible. Right? It's just bad. But we're addicted to fucking running backs in the early rounds. We have not... Under, we do not understand as a community, unfortunately, that running backs are very, very diverse now. They are very uh, – uh, a lot of committees. They are, they're no more bell cow backs. The, the day is over for that. Right? It's a bad rate, four out of 14 in the top 25. If we expand that, like I said, only 10 – of the top 50 finish in the top 50. Yeah. 10 running backs in the top 50 overall. How many do we take? We take 19 on all three sites. Pretty consistent. ADP in seasonal and in best ball are pretty fucking on point. Drafters.com, underdog, NFFC. FFPC is different. Fantasy football player championship because of the premium tight end. So that's why I'm not using that data because most home leagues, if you're in a home league, are not tight end premium. So that's why I'm not using that data. So again, 19 are drafted, 10 get the return. That's a little bit better. It's, that suggests well, the top 50 picks is, let's call it four full rounds plus two picks, right? So it's much better in that rounds three and four that we're going to get a rate of return on the running backs in those rounds than we are in, in rounds one and two. Top 100, 26 running backs get a return 
that value, meaning 26 of the top 100 on average are a running back, which, by the way, that number is very, very sticky. That number holds water year after year, 26, 28, 26, 28, 28, 23, 24, 24, 26, 22, 24, 26. That's pretty good. It's a nice level number. Whereas in the top 50, even though the average is 10, I'll tell you, last year was 11. The year before that was only eight. Eight running backs top 50 in fantasy points. Yet we took 19 of them still that year. Okay. So, and if we expand it to 150, again, that's the whole draft, 41. Um, 41 running backs taken, or I'm sorry, 41 running backs are in the top 150 of scoring. Fifth, we take 52. That's pretty good. That's a good number. 41 out of 52. Hell yeah. It's a fucking great number. So you see, that's a better rate of return if we look at it. Now let's examine wide receivers. Um, wide receivers, top 25 in fantasy points, 7.14. There are more wide receivers that finish in the top 25 year over year than running backs. And in fact, running backs have only beaten wide receiver two of the last 12 years. In fact, one year, wide receiver was eight to one in 2015 amongst the top 25 scorers. But only in 2019 and 2027, by a seven to six margin both years, running backs have beat wide receivers. So wide receivers generally produce more fantasy points, more top-end fantasy points than the elite running backs. Yet, look at how we draft them. All three drafts, NFFC, Underdog, Drafters.com. Nine wide receivers go in the top 25. Which, by the way, that's what a fun... What a fucking great rate of return that is, everybody. So you draft nine of them, and seven of them are going to hit value, ideally, obviously. Nice little 80% margin there, 78 and change or whatever it is. Pretty good fucking hit in the top 25. Meanwhile, if you look at the running back position, what did I say, four out of 14? I mean... 20 percent 25 well it's over 25 almost 30 right somewhere around almost 30 i should have a calculator when i'm doing this fucking show but either way i mean that's it's a fucking terrible margin man wide receivers hit on that rate seven of them so again quarterbacks over in, in the top 25, that's where it finishes. We go to top 50, first four rounds. I like the top 50 because obviously things in well, the top 25 is important, though, what to do in the early rounds. We expand it to the top 50, which I like a lot. This is a situation in, in which wide receivers, 17.57, so right in the middle, could be 18, 20. The last two years, they haven't been under 17 in four years. Wide receivers that finish in the top 50 of fantasy points. However, in the top 50 uh, of where we draft them, there's 25. This is what actually changes. On And NFFC, it's 25. On underdog and drafters, both the same. 24 wide receivers go off the board. So our ratio actually changes on wideouts. 
more wide receivers than running backs produced in the top 50 as well. Yet, it's a much closer margin, 24 to 19 or 25 to 19. But that's the wide receivers are drafted more in those two rounds. So what this picture illustrates is we are overdrafting running backs in the first and second round. And it, it jives exactly in line with where what my line of thinking is this year. I love Jonathan Taylor. I think Najee Harris and James or uh Joe Mixon. Uh I always called him James Mixon. How fucking weird is that? They are as solid as it gets. But after that, Eckler, yes. McCaffrey, I don't want to be in the Christian McCaffrey business, but I get it because massive upside if you're at the end of the first round. He's going second overall in drafts, and you're all fucking idiots for that. I'm sorry, but you are. Um, Everybody else, Saquon, Swift, Cook, Henry. I've got problems with all of them. McCaffrey, obviously. All of them. Meanwhile, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, fantastic. Debo Samuel, fantastic. These are fantastic picks. These are high-level, steady producers that will likely return that top 25. They'll be amongst those seven wide receivers that return that rate, and you have a much better percentage anyway of doing it. So, again, I understand the idea. If you could lock in a premium running back like Taylor, like Mixon, like Najee Harris, that you're guaranteed the workload. If you're very, very sure Derrick Henry and that foot, if you're very, very sure Christian McCaffrey will stay healthy, then fine. But don't draft these ideas and fairy tales because you don't, when you have four of a position doing returning you value out of the 14, I don't know what kind of egomaniac you have to be to think that you're just inherently going to be, you know, and especially if you want running back, running back in the first two rounds, you're going to have two of those. You're the guy and you didn't have the first overall pick. You're out of your minds. You're, you're setting yourself. You're putting yourself in a position for failure. It's a bad idea. Um, all right, let's get into some news of the day. I want to talk about Isaiah Pacheco. He is the hot name in fantasy football right now. He has gone from an average draft position a week ago when I recorded this podcast. Let me see where Pacheco was. Yeah, it's 282.82. God, I don't even know. It's fucking beyond. It's two, two rounds, 12. 24th round. And nobody's drafting 24 fucking rounds. The guy was free. Free. He has moved up, and he is now the 46th running back off the board with an ADP of 126.49. So it's gone from free to the 11th round. I don't mind that. However, I was in drafts over the weekend. And on Monday, and especially I've been just grinding the drafters lobby, and I'll talk more about that later on, but he was going in the eighth, ninth round. Eleventh round, I'm okay with. I like Isaiah Pacheco. Those who listen to this podcast and the NFL Draft, the Sirius XM show, 
our site, Fantasy Guru. If you're a full subscriber, an elite seasonal subscriber at FantasyGuru.com, you have access to all our player profiles. Go check it out. We talked to Pacheco. This is a guy we knew about. He didn't come out of nowhere. If you think he came out of nowhere, you just haven't been paying attention to what the work we're doing. We I knew about Pacheco this whole time. I like him. I, I like him a great deal. Uh, hardworking kid, gone through a ton of turmoil in his life. Both his brother and his sister were murdered. Um, youngest of five, I believe, in the family. Though two of them died. He ran a four three seven. You know, a kid that played at Rutgers, but Rutgers didn't know how to use them. They didn't really know what to do with them. They used them in the passing game. They used them um, as a split down back um, for his final two years there. And I just feel like his tape looked better. His All his metrics looked better. Size, 5'10", 220. He's got the prototype. Big hands, great natural pass catching ability. Ran a, a great 40. It looks the part. Looks like a great fit for Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. So we loved it, him going there. But we have to recognize. So that latest ADP right now at round 11. So that's that's gone down considerably from, I'm recording this on Wednesday night, the 17th of August. From where it was just the 15th, he's already two rounds discounted. So people are starting to come to their senses a little bit. As much as I love him, there is a line you can't, you should not cross. You got to, even in mid rounds and late round picks, you need to be calculated with those selections. All right. When you're dra- by the time we get to rounds nine and 10 in a fantasy football draft, you are primarily drafting backup running backs. Draft a backup running back, though, that has an inside shot at the job. You know, uh, Naheem Hines, Melvin Gordon, uh, James Cook, who I think could overtake the job, Daryl Henderson, Rashad White. That's Khalil Herbert. Those are bona fide, legit, inside track target. Isaiah Spiller. One injury, boom, you go. Pacheco. Is just not in that spot. Now, can he be? Sure. Will Ronald Jones get cut? Doubtful, but possible. Will uh, uh, Jarek McKinnon get cut? Possible, but doubtful. <laughs> I, I I would think that McKinnon would be the first one to get cut, but Ronald Jones only signed a one-year deal, and it's only $2 million, well, 1.5 plus incentives. So... They could easily cut bait with him as well, um, with Rojo, who is not having a good camp. But that's not the way Andy Reid does business. It's not the way the Chiefs do business. And it's not the way you need to do business with your building your fantasy team. Taking a shot at a player is great. Drafting Isaiah Pacheco is wonderful at the right cost. When there's an opportunity cost, when you draft a guy like that, you are passing up on other potential players' production. All right? You are dreaming of a scenario in which Pacheco outlasts and out-manipulates everybody else on that team because he's the best back. I said it when he was drafted. True. 
It's a fact. I said he's the best back on the team. So um, I think he is, but that doesn't really mean anything without Andy Reid's consent and ascension up the depth chart. So be careful with it. Love the kid. If you're getting him around 11 or later, go ahead. If it costs you anything under a 10th rounder, don't do it. Okay? There are better alternatives for you. George Pickens is the next guy. He caught a pre... He is the first player in NFL history to catch a preseason touchdown. That is a fact. That's the way it seemed over the weekend, that's for sure. I can't believe how far and how high George Pickens has climbed up in ADP already. Another guy, he went, he's at 125.77 ADP right now in the 11th round. So he and Pacheco are the same because they have both gotten into that round 11 territory. Before that, George Pickens was 256.64, which once again puts him in 21st round-ish, 22nd round which is free. So he climbed as well. How much passing offense do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do this year? Remember last season, they made the playoffs, had Ben Roethlisberger in tow, and had a pretty functional defense. All right. They're fourth in pass attempts last year. Fourth in the entire league. Only 15th in yardage, though. So maybe do you think Mitch Trubisky? Remember, you don't know if it's Trubisky or Kenny Pickett for the majority of the year. We're all now assuming Trubisky, even though two months ago everybody was saying Pickett. But even with those numbers, we know the heavy workload and volume. Najee Harris got 307 attempts and 94 fucking targets and 74 receptions. That's crazy but with an amazing amount of pass attempts, over 600, over 650, 664, wow. Okay. Only two of the Steelers wide receivers had over 100 targets. Deontay Johnson with 169 and Claypool 105. And Claypool missed a couple games. Deontay Johnson missed a game in there as well. The next highest... In the target range was Fryermuth, 79. Ray Ray McLeod got 66 targets. None of that is going to feed the Bulldog. All right. So you're, you, there's not going to be more volume. I'm telling you that the Steelers are, will not finish top five in the league in passing at the pass attempts this year. It will not happen. And that is one of those numbers you look at and you car, you cut it right the fuck down. So you're you're chopping off 50, 80 potential pass attempts right off the bat. Now you got to go efficiency. 65%, 66% completion percentage for Roethlisberger. That go down a couple of points. That's the lower amount of completions. Lower amount of completions, you know, lower attempts means less targets. Lower completions mean less receptions. So where is the meat for George Pickens? He's going to be better in Claypool. Based on what? He's not going to start the season playing more snaps. Well, you know, second half of the year, could that happen if Claypool does his nonsense 
celebrating a first down on a, you know, with the clock dwindling like he did last year, definitely possible. Definitely. But Chase Claypool is the number two. They're not going to play a ton of three wide receiver sets. Najee's going to get his. Friermuth will get some, although the target share from Trubisky, lowest in the National Football League amongst projected starting quarterbacks with his target share to the tight end position. Take note of that. But they were between the two main receivers. There were only 10 touchdowns. Deontay with eight. Claypool only got two touchdowns last year. And for all that Ray Ray McLeod 66 receptions, only 277 yards and no touchdowns. James Washington. Only had 44 targets and two touchdowns, 280 yards. Fryermuth had seven touchdowns, so maybe there's a couple touchdowns. I expect Claypool to jump up in that category. There's just not really a lot for George Pickens. I love the talent, too. I do. I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan. I love the talent. Just don't love that landing spot, and I'm not going to draft him. And The thing with Pacheco or Pickens – don't draft these guys and then cut them after two or three weeks. It's the worst thing that will ever happen because you'll, you'll go to pick them back up. Somebody will outbid you. And then the player that you supposedly loved and adored and knew was going to be great on draft day, you gave up and somebody else is reaping the rewards in week 12, 13, 14. So if you're going to draft guys like that, you're holding them. You fucking pussies. You fucking little coward-ass pussies. These are the stuff I can't say on serious XM. You fucking pussies. I draft them, and then you immediately cut bait, you fucking little weasels. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you're going to believe in a player, believe in the player. Trust yourself. I'm, I trust all of you much more than you trust yourselves. That shouldn't ever happen. Believe yourself. You have a good read on a player, and it's not just hoping and wishing, praying. Then then go to the bone with it. You're better off doing that than jumping on every player that every fantasy talking head, stupid dirtbag douche on Twitter, including myself, will suggest to you. Ride it out. You're going to make a commitment on draft day. Stick with it. Otherwise, don't make the commitment. Other news around the NFL, Javante Williams is, or M- Melvin Gordon says the uh, just earlier today that, well, they want Javante to be the guy. That's why he's getting, you know, uh, all the first team reps or whatever. Yeah. How fucking dumb are you people? Seriously. Are you that fucking dumb? You really thought that the team wasn't, going to feature their 22-year-old running back who they have a sec who they traded up to get in the second round and who the coaching the new coaching staff have talked up the entire offseason and Melvin Gordon who just came back cuz nobody else wanted his sorry ass despite a productive year nobody else wanted him he comes back to Denver you really believe this was going to be a 50-50 it's not it was never going to be a 50-50 and guess what? That's not, it's not to say Javante is going to be 80, 20. Of course, it doesn't happen anymore. Come on, man. Get better with this. No running backs carry 80% of the workload anymore. It, nobody. I'm telling you the words. 
no body. Stop thinking this is 2002. Well, Sean Alexander and Priest Holmes and Ladania Tomlinson in their day. Yeah. Go relive the yesteryear. Ain't fucking happening anymore. Nobody does it. The highest snap share amongst running backs in the league last year is Najee Harris. Do you know what it was? He played every game. 83.5%. That's it. You know what was second highest? David Montgomery. And David Montgomery missed time. But in within, and not counting the games he missed, of course, 74.6. There was one player that played three quarters of his team snaps at running back last year. There were three players that, while on the field, played over 70%. The third was Derrick Henry at 71.1. Again, he only played eight games. Half the season, Jonathan Taylor, the number one back, he played 68.9% of snaps. And they want to curb him down this year as well. Guess what that is considered, my friends? That's 60-40 split. And that's your number one pick. Back in the day, Emmett Smith or Tomlinson or these guys used to be 90-10 splits. Now you're 60-40. That's modern NFL. Welcome to it. You know who was fifth? Zeke Elliott. Two-thirds, if we lower the bar to two-thirds, only five players had two-thirds of their team snaps. Najee Harris, David Montgomery, Derek Henry, John Taylor, and Zeke Elliott. If we lower the bar to 60%, literally, only eight players. The five I mentioned, Harris, Montgomery, Henry, Taylor, Zeke, Mixon. Then you go Leonard Fournette or Mixon at 63.5. Fournette, Eckler. That's your list. That's your entire list. That's it. There are no more running backs that will go 60-40. So that, that's the entirety of it. Eight out of, let's say, if you go 32 running back situations, 25% of the league gets your 60-40, even a 60-40 split. Everybody else is 50-50. So now you're DeAndre Swift, 50.8. Aaron Jones, 51. James Conner, 51. Dalvin Cook, 53. Those are your big monster guys. Saquon Barkley is 46. Nick Chubb, 44. Right? There's productive backs. Very productive backs. But be careful of that. Javante Williams could be a 60-40 split. Nelvin will get 40%. But Javante is going to get the, a lot of good snaps, productive snaps. The only ones I'm worried about is the goal line. I think Javante is a tremendous goal line runner, the break tackle ability. But Melvin Gordon kind of is too. So that's the only if, – if Javante gets goal line carries, forget it. It's fucking end game. This guy's top five back. That's it. It's over. There's nothing else you'll need to see in your life because he's going to get the passing down work as well. But if he does it, well, then we're looking at top 12 instead of top five, which is right where we have him in the rankings right now. Other news around the league, Kenneth Walker, the rookie from Michigan State, has a hernia. He had operation uh, today, as a matter of fact. So he's out, questionable for week number one. This solidifies Rashad Penny. It's 
just a circumstance. Remember, these are not Madden characters or so-and-so or Walker's an, an 80 overall and Penny's an 81 overall. And, you know, it's just, no, no, no. That's not the way this goes. Like you put them both at 80 overall, but if one of them is in camp, is healthy for now, will be there on week one. The other one's a rookie that has and has played in that same offense for the last few years in Penny. And the other one's rookie trying to learn and catch up with everything new. It's an uphill climb for Walker as a result. So I'm I dropped right uh Walker in the rankings and raised Penny in the latest over at fantasyguru.com. So there you go with that. I do want to give out some of my favorite late round picks or it's more of my mid to late round picks and by the way so this is where i want to talk about drafters.com a little bit if you're not familiar with drafters it's it's funny because um we stumbled upon them a few years ago and they had some overlay in their best ball it's a best ball fantasy football site it's all it's a daily fantasy site really but they have a best ball contest they put a million dollars a million dollars Onto their into their best ball product this year. Um, I really like the site. I like the owners. It's the same group that owns like Super Draft and all that, which is good. Great company. We've done a lot of work with them at cash games in the past. So they put a million dollars into this thing and they way overthought because there's they need 55,000 entries, okay, in order to fill this thing and they're at about 15 right now so that is what you call massive overlay my friends and when you you're talking about the contest being 28 percent filled roughly back in the envelope math if you will that means see the way this works is the guaranteed prize pool of a million dollars that's something in order to be licensed they have to pay that money so a million dollars is going somewhere. It's a $250,000 top prize. No matter what, that's going out. So again, that's a, a great rate of return. And furthermore, the payouts on drafters.com, they are paying out 9,100 uh, of positions out of a possible 55,000, like I said. Um, that's a 16.7% payout. Underdogs paying out 8%. Half for a lot more people. Okay. So the op, the mere, the, the math. Okay. And on, on underdog, there's 451,000 entries. So there's 400,000 more entries than there are on drafters. However, so despite 400,000 more entries, only uh, 27 more thousand, 28 more thousand get paid out. Yeah. So underdog pays out 8.3% of the field. You've literally double a chance to make money on drafters than you do on underdog. And, but of course, the top prize on underdog, 2 million bucks. Fucking amazing. 
Of course, one million dollar second price. But that's another problem: is that it's very, it's very high. If you win it all, of course, it's fantastic. But for those of us who just want to double our money and make profits, the majority of people, I mean, you think you're one of four hundred fifty thousand? Okay. I mean, you have better odds against fifty five thousand, especially if you multi enter. And then, by the way, what there? I think Drafters is on pace. Fuck, they might miss this. Let's say conservatively, a conservative estimate that they get 40,000 people, 45,000. Let's say 45,000. Now, all of a sudden, you're talking about they still have to pay out 9,100, 9,175, which is what their payout structure says. Now, but you have 45,000 entries instead of the 55,000. Now you're over 20% of the field getting paid out, making money. Again, with a much bigger shot at your quarter of a million dollar payday. It's $5 less on entries too. So listen, I'm all for swinging for the fences. The rake is also less on drafters, 10% compared to 11.3 on underdog. It just makes a lot of sense. No matter what site you play at, if you use the promo code ELITE, E-L-I-T-E, you will double your deposit bonus. Uh, if you have already played on drafters, by the way, .com, they extended uh, uh, an invitation to the Elite Mafia and this podcast and other people that if you use the promo code ELITE2, E-L-I-T-E-2, they will give you a 20% redeposit bonus. No site in since fucking 2015 has given you a redeposit bonus. All right? Plus, if you get, they have all kinds of deals. I'm not sure on all of them, but if you get 10 or more drafts, so let's say you put $200 into it and got 10 drafts uh, on drafters, they'll give you a free ticket for that. And then if you have like, I don't know, if you're crazy and you're doing 100 drafts and spend two grand to try to win a quarter of a million dollars, they give you multiple free, I get, you get like 10 free tickets on that too. So you can really leverage the fuck out of this thing if you want it. There's also a mini best ball championship for $2 entry fee. Um, for those of you who don't want to quite pay that high end uh, or pay the $20. So um, check it out. They are actually a sponsor for our uh, great event, fantasy football training camp that is coming up on Friday, August 19th. If you're listening to this over the weekend, it is already passed, but the great news for you is that you didn't miss a thing because everything's recorded because this is the digital age. This is modern times and everything is available on demand over at fantasyguru.com. So I'll talk more about training camp in a little bit. I did want to get into, so I've been hitting the drafters lobby pretty hard. And so I'm going to use their ADP because it's the one that's freshest in my memory to give you some of my Middle, late round favorites. And yes, you could probably guess next week. I'll give you my super deep, ultra deep sleeper favorites as well. Right now, some of the best buys, in my opinion, I am in love with Ramondre Stevenson going at pick 98.26, beginning of the ninth round on drafters. This is an amazing pick. James White retired in New England. Number one. Everybody hates New England right now, and, and that's great, except for I always hate New England, and now I have them forced. There's some real value 
with some of these Patriots. And Ramondre Stevenson is a tremendous buy for me at that rate. Again, in the ninth round or even say you spend an eighth round pick and he's moving up because they announced he's got the James White role in the offense, which just means he's a passing, he's a pass catcher. It doesn't, James White was a little guy, shifty. Stevenson's a big motherfucker. It's a big dude. And for him to have a pass catching role is pretty amazing within the confines of this offense. When you look at it, Last year, Brandon Bolden caught 40 balls. Damian Harris caught 18. Stevenson caught 14. Okay. And that and James White only played for two two games, caught 12 passes. You start adding all this up, and you've got 70, almost 80 receptions out of the backfield wide open. Brandon Bolden's in Las Vegas with Josh McDaniels. He's gone. James White has retired. This, this is it's so Stevenson's got that job, all right? Pass catcher out of the backfield, that role. Now you look at it. Damian Harris is a free agent at the end of the year. He's been talked about in trade rumors. I don't believe they're going to do that. But Damian Harris is known as sort of the battery ram guy, even though Ramondre Stevenson's six foot tall, two hundred thirty pounds. All right, he slimmed down, they said, blah, blah, blah. But he, I mean, this guy is a big guy. And if you watch him in college at all at Oklahoma, you know he could be a battery ram, very dynamic around the goal line. Last year, Stevenson got five rushing touchdowns, just 130 attempts. Eh, That's a pretty good, healthy amount. Five touchdowns, not bad. Five touchdowns. But Damian Harris had 15. Bolden got one. Taylor got two. White even had a rushing touchdown. There's 24 rushing touchdowns up for grabs. And only Harris and Stevenson. Everybody hates Damian Harris. I do not. I think he he was, I'll just ruin the, the spoiler alert. I like Damian Harris, who's going off the board at pick 107.2, which is almost the 10th round, which is crazy. Both these guys. I was in a draft over the last weekend, my Hoffle League, HOFL Hall of Fantasy League. By the way, uh, Hall of Fantasy League, if you want to play back my team, the Las Vegas Pocket Kings, you don't need any monetary investment at all this year. But when I win, you win in DFS, and I win a shit ton of DFS. Download the HOFL app, the Hoffle app, if you will. It's free. Create an account. Say you want to back the pocket Kings and then you'll see it. There's a bunch. They have games every week based on the results of the Hoffle league and, and NFL, some DFS contests and things like that. So make sure you uh, go check that out. It's pretty cool. But I went and drafted Stevenson. I think it was round nine, if I'm not mistaken. And I just knew that in an industry, a fantasy football industry type draft, I knew for sure that nobody was going to touch Damian Harris and that I'd have a chance on him on the way back. And it's exactly how it all worked out. I ended up with uh, a Stevenson in the ninth that came back with Damian Harris in the 10th and I completely locked them in as my running backs three. So I got two, two Patriots backs, each of which I could start. I have Joe Mixon and James Connors, my lead two guys in that league anyway, but I'm, 
feeling pretty secure in that. Feel very solid with uh, that pairing. And if one goes down, it just boosts the other up as well. So one of the players I like there, Stevenson, Damian Pierce, he's another guy. He is a little bit of helium. He's been moving up in drafts, but I don't think I've done a drafters.com draft without getting Damian Pierce. Their users just aren't hearing of it. His ADP is 126.8 right now. That's the 11th round. Pierce will be the starting running back in Houston. Maybe it, the way it's going, it could be week one. But if we have to wait a week or two, again, if you get him as your running back three or I, amazingly as your running back four, you're fucking golden. And remember, this is best ball format. There's no lineups. You don't have to set a lineup. You don't need to do waiver moves or trades or any of that. You just draft the best team. So, Love that. And Damian Pierce in that spot. I, I absolutely love I love Daryl Henderson who's going off right off after him. 127.9 ADP on drafters.com currently. You know, I love Cam Akers. Uh, it breaks my heart. It really does. But that injury is just zapped. His maneuverability, his burst. Any, everybody who's talking about Rams camp is sort of trying not to say it, but saying it, that this is Sean McVay came out a week or so and said to himself, I'm going to have two lead backs and you know, I'm going to be used both of them. Uh, Akers may get the one a share, but to get Daryl Henderson in the 11th or 12th round, it, which is where he's going on that team, knowing that Cam Akers looked like dog shit in the playoffs last year, he's coming off an ankle tear. We've seen the massive number. I mean, Sony Michelle had almost a thousand total yards a year ago and five touchdowns and barely played. Daryl Henderson had eight touchdowns last year, missed seven games, or I'm sorry, five games, although he got hurt in one of them. So missed most of six games and still had 700 yards rushing, 800 total yards and eight touchdowns. Project that out, and you've easily had, and I I don't have the, what's the ADP of, uh, let me dive into that. I don't have where he ranks at that spot, but it's like RB40. So Daryl Henderson, a great scoop up in those rounds, especially for running back needy teams. Um, some wide outs that I like in that, but, oh, uh, quarterbacks, really. I didn't get into quarterbacks very much, but uh I get Tua, I get Daniel Jones as my uh, two secondary quarterbacks for the most part, although I've been able to get Rodgers, and you know I'm drafting Mike Concho a ton. You know I love Mike Concho. So to pair him with Aaron Rodgers, I've been able to do quite a bit on drafters.com. But if I miss out on him, I'm usually ended up with Tua, or Daniel Jones, somewhere in that vicinity as well. And I'll also say, until they tell me stop, Deshaun Watson, who is free, if you're, I've altered my draft. I still have two strong quarterbacks that I draft in this format. But if I don't really like my eighth or ninth receiver at that point, or I'm very secure in my top three, four, five receivers, I'll just punt one of those spots and go to Sean Watson as my QB three 
take a little bit of a lottery ticket, but that's a massive way. If I've been ended up with a lot of elite quarterbacks like Mahomes, who I don't know why he's going like the fifth and fifth round in these drafts, Trey Lance goes ahead of him. Hertz goes ahead of him. Murray goes ahead of him in some of these. So I've been getting a lot of Patrick Mahomes. I obviously link him up with Juju or Hardman or Sky Moore. And yes, Hardman has a groin injury. I know, but still drafting him at this given point, given the cost. Then I'll come back with Tua. I love getting Watson at that spot. Uh, favorite wide receivers, where they're going right now. Love Jarvis Landry, who is a tremendous value. Could be the number one in New Orleans because Michael Thomas, in case you're not watching these videos, is not looking very good. And for whatever reason, like Olave, who I, of course, Olave, I love him very much is going like 92nd overall where Jarvis Landry is going like three, four rounds later at pick 132. So I like Landry. I like DJ Chark in Detroit going 133.5 overall. Devontae Parker. Now I've talked about this strategy before. His ADP is 136.8, middle of the 12th round. If you need... Just in a best ball format, because he's going to catch some touchdowns. They don't have any. Remember, Jacoby Myers doesn't catch touchdowns. They don't have anybody else. They have Hunter Henry and Devontae Parker. So that's why I like the running games. If you take chances in the early rounds on wide receivers, if you're risking some players like I view Deontay Johnson this year as a lot more of a risk than normal, if you're going with my Mike Concho, idea which obviously does have some risk there if you're going to a terry mclaurin who's a little bit risky with the new quarterback in carson wentz or you have Allen robinson as your number two or amon ross st brown you're trying to buy up him these are players with some risk secure some more stability at that wide receiver position and protect yourself with a guy like Devonte parker so I, I like that route a lot. If you want to get just outside the mainstream as far as the middle to late round picks at wide receiver, Devin DuVernay of the Baltimore Ravens, high percentage of throws to the slot. He is the most likely candidate to play the slot receiver in that Baltimore offense. They throw to the slot receivers 39% of the time. That's a ton. It's where Marquise Brown made his nut last year. Bateman's going to play on the outside. We know it's a middle out philosophy in that passing game for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. So there you go with that. So those are some of my favorites. Uh, if you want a uh, tight end, um, I get Zach Ertz a lot. I get Gusecki a lot. Mike Gusecki is sometimes I drafted him in a couple redraft leagues non-best ball leagues over the weekend because I'm not going to let somebody wait on tight end and fall into Gasecki, who in Mike McDaniel's offense, those tight end drags, the fallback with a lot of run after the catchability. I think Gasecki's going to have some big weeks. And thus I love him as my tight end too in, in the best ball format. And once again, Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry is vomit when it comes to seasonal fantasy football leagues, because when are you really going to start them? 600 yards and 
six to eight touchdowns. Well, that's pretty good. Overall numbers are going to look fine. But when when would you start the guy? Because he's going to have games of two for 28. Fuck that. It's touchdown or nothing. In a best ball format, you don't have to predict that. You don't have to worry about that, especially as you're tight end two or possibly tight end three because his ADP is 150, middle of the 13th round. He'll have two touchdown games. That's a that's a fucking le- that's a weak winner for you in a best ball format when you don't have to project when he's doing that. So there you go. Those are some of my favorite middle slash late round picks over there. All right, let's uh, wrap up by talking fantasy football training camp Friday, August 19th. If you're listening to this on Friday, get there. Fantasyguru.com right freaking now because we are live all day long. It is the first ever of its kind. It, you don't have to travel. You do not have to. It's all interactive. It's all on the site. It'll be on demand. You can rewatch all the episodes and we call them segments. Okay. I've got two hours of myself that will be on there. We've got VIP platinum membership to win. That's the to all our subscribers of Fantasy Guru. VIP Platinum is all sports. We've got a ton. Drafters.com. Like I said, promo code elite. First time depositors. You've got to get over there and play. Um, they are sponsoring the event and giving away some tickets to their best ball tournaments. They're giving away some drafters bucks, if you will, in that. They've got uh, we've got hats and t-shirts and things to give away for both fantasy guru and drafters. So that's gonna be going on. And I'll whip through a couple of uh, the agenda. It starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time, and it starts with our, the CEO of FantasyGuru.com, Rob Brink. He is uh, the guy. He's going to open the festivities at 9 a.m. Eastern time, talking NFL betting strategies. All right. Rob is, for those who don't know, he keeps a low profile, but a very esteemed sports better and has been for over, well over a decade. Massively profitable, baseball, football, college, all that. He's going to teach you the ins and outs of NFL betting strategies. So right off the top, you're going to improve your profitability. Our guy, Phil Backert, the muscle behind fantasyguru.com, also the producer of Elite Sports on SiriusXM. He's going to talk IDP, individual defensive players with you. He'll be able to talk about league setups in in the intro to IDP leagues, advanced individual defensive players. He's going to talk about his sleepers and busts for this season. He'll help you talk. If you aren't in IDP, but defense and special teams, he'll be happy to take those questions for you as well. Uh, we've got Tyler Beaker that will be on from 11 to 12 p.m. Eastern time. Phil is 10 to 11. Tyler Beaker, he's our best ball guy. If he, you cannot have a better best ball fantasy football mind, and we, I just told you, it's $250,000, quarter of a million dollars, sitting there that somebody has to win on drafters.com. By the way, I should have told you this before. Our guy, Duke DFS, at Duke DFS, he's our MMA guy. He's our soccer guy. He's also pretty good at football. Doesn't do a lot of content for us because Duke's a team player. Duke won this contest last year on drafters. Yeah, he won the fucking thing, 25000 They only did 25000 last year. But, I mean, an elite mob, we're going to win that 250000 And Tyler Beaker is the guy 
to help you do it. Also, $2 million on underdogfantasy.com. $2 million, $1 million second prize. Tyler's got all of it. We have a best ball guy. He's going to take you through the best ball lineage. He'll t- tell you about roster construction, winning uh, weekly winner plays, uh, weekly loser plays, best and worst running back and quarterback, tight end, receiver pairings. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Then we're going to hit a break from, um, I think, from, yeah, then, no, we'll go Armando Marsal will be on there at that point. He's going to be on at 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. He's going to talk about league setups and give you a commissioner's corner over there as well. He'll talk all about uh, different league setups, PPR, non-PPR, uh, 14 teams, 16 teams, eight teams. He'll point out the differences between those. He'll talk about different draft styles, snake, third-round reversal, auctions. Okay, help your scoring, four points, six points, passing touchdowns, rushing yards for quarterbacks, all that kind of stuff. Armando is the man. He'll have that for you. We'll take a break from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern time. We'll come back with some of the heavy hitters, Ray Flowers. You know my guy, Ray Flowers. He's going to talk about auctions. How does it change? How to budget? How to set up the auction draft sheet, right? What players to look for? Gen uh, Generally value players when i got three players my top three players in an auction that i did over the weekend javante williams nick chubb mike evans i i paid 39 dollars for all three of those players so how to jump bid on your opponents how to force your opponents into a corner with auction with bidding how to manage and budget ray flowers got you covered on that russell clay he is our dynasty league expert rookies talk about young players a peak ages of players how to build a quality dynasty roster or dynasty startup trap what's the differences dynasty redraft what do you do Uh, first round play what does he think of Brees hall and drake london this year who are what about the guys like uh uh sky moore and james cook and pacheco and pickens who we just talked about russell clay will have you locked down for that at 3 p.m. Eastern as well. 4 p.m. This is my guy, Ryan Clifford, that will come into it. Ryan Clifford is uh, the man behind a lot of our projection models, our lineup optimizer in DFS. He is our NHL guy here at Fantasy Guru as well, but he also does football for us. He does the showdown slate write-ups, and he's going to talk about data-based analysis. He's going to teach you how to build a a database model and how to talk about how to use stats to your advantage in both seasonal and daily fantasy football. So he's got that. Then we've got Chris Rose, sexiest man in professional fantasy sports. He will have your introduction to daily fantasy football. You know, Chris does the, he's a former college quarterback and he will, he's our quarterback coach for daily fantasy football here at fantasyguru.com. He's also going to a live final for fantasy daily fantasy baseball has a chance to win a half a million dollars in a couple of weeks as well. So you could say, Hey, I knew Chris Rose, you know, before he was a technical millionaire uh, because he'll likely take that home real soon. He'll get the intro to daily fantasy football rolling as well. Scotty B Scott Bonder. He's joined by Mike, the beard, my dudes, college fantasy football, Daily Fantasy College, 
and betting on college football. They'll have a full hour talking about college sports and college football specifically with Scotty B, Mike DeBeard, you know, Chris Rose, Ryan Clifford, these guys, that, that whole group, they do our college football coverage here at Fantasy Guru. And by the way, if you're a member of Fantasy Guru, you get, when we say football, we mean all football. You don't just get NFL draft guides and NFL DFS. No, no, no. You get college draft guides, college DFS, college betting picks as well. You get our CFL, Canadian Football League, my guy Jorge Potts. You get XFL. You get USFL. Every football form, we do it. Nobody else does that shit. If they do, they sell it to you separately. So not for us, college football in the 6 p.m. hour, 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's the siege. He's the king of the hot takes. He's there. He's going to talk some of his high stakes, hot takes for seasonal fantasy football and advanced daily fantasy football strategies. He has a PowerPoint presentation to bring to uh, to you. He's going to tell it like he sees it. You know, the siege is never shy about voicing his opinion. Just ask him about Jared Stidham and watch the fireworks go. Then at 8 p.m. Eastern time, I know who this fucking guy is, but it's Jeff Manns. That's me. Two hours with me. Now, I'm very excited. And my 8 to 9 p.m. segment, I will be having what I'm calling the new guy roundtable, even though they're not that new anymore. Jorge Pucks, I just told you, he's our CFL guy. He did USFL coverage for us. He does hockey for us as well. Jorge's going to join us. Rich Maletto, our guy, if you are in the Fantasy Guru seasonal NFL Discord, you know Rich very well. He is the guy that keeps providing you guys all the updates, all the information, answers all your questions around the clock. He is a, a he did the de- scoring dependency chart in the draft guide, and Rich is going to join me. And Patio Joe, that's our newest hire, my guy Patio Joe, who's going to be doing cash game recaps for you, Patio Joe believes in our style, believes in our system. And that's why he was the perfect guy to bring in to do the cash game recap articles for everybody on that Sunday night, Monday night uh, um, range for us. He'll talk DFS. So I'm going to have a round table with Jorge patio, Joe and rich. And we're, we're just going to shoot the shit and talk about what it was like being a listener to the shows on the outside of the elite mafia then behind the scenes, because that's what I want to do for people during my segment. I'm happy to talk any fantasy football at all with you, anything. But I also want to give you guys the perspective on what we're doing, what we're working on, what the next generation of fantasy football looks like, what we're innovating this year, what's out there in the rest of the industry. And I think Rich, Patio Joe, and Jorge bring a very unique perspective to that. It's going to be a fantastic Round table. Then at 9 p.m. Eastern, the last segment of the day, me again. But this time I'm going to bring in Ted Schuster. You know, he, he is with me on Elite Sports on Sirius XM Tuesdays and Fridays. And Ted and I are just going to take all your questions. If you want to talk about handcuffing and you want to talk about draft strategies, you want to talk about the most on-target throws in, in football a year ago or last five years, you want to talk about data modeling, whatever it is. Ted and I will answer all your questions. You want to know what was it like working with Tommy G? You want to know behind the scenes why we had to up our prices? Um, anything. You want to, what kind of cigarettes Ted smokes? Everything is on the table. There are no questions 
that will be thrown out. This is your event. This is your time. Everybody who's interested in getting better fantasy football, DFS, and betting, or just want to know behind the scenes, all of it is available to you there. You know what I mean? So there you go. Um, that's at 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. Then we're going to wrap up at that point. But for those who are night owls or want to uh, want to continue the fun and have fun with the Elite Mafia, we have a poker tournament uh, free of charge. All you have to do is uh, I think you download the Poker Stars app and you can sit there and play poker against the entire Elite Mafia, all of us. I'll be part of it. I love it. Um, and we just play for fun, and they're, you're all playing for prizes as well. You know, so it's all there for you. That starts about 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, about a half hour after the event ends. So, again, 7.30 on the West Coast, 10.30 on the East. And then the party is not over because, as I've said, it's the inaugural Elite Mafia Fantasy Football Championship. This is hosted by RTSports.com, another tremendous site. Strongly recommend you guys. They have their daily fantasy contests over there. Great league set up a commissioner service uh, over on rtsports.com as well and are putting this entire league together for us. Everybody who attended fantasy football training camp, if you bought a ticket either on the day of, which it'll be $99 the day of. On Friday, it's $99. If you listen to this on Thursday when this is podcast is released, it'll still be $59. However, better money, better spent, $99 will get you the full seasonal subscription to fantasyguru.com, meaning you get off-season, in-season, elite data, the podcast network. You've got uh, the um, draft guide, the in-season stuff, the off-season franchise mode stuff, so all of our NFL draft stuff, XFL, college, all of it included, uh, USFL as well, Canadian Football League, all of that. So just buy that, and then your ticket is free. That's it, a free ticket to go to it. So much better spent doing that. If you're an elite DFS subscriber, you have seasonal and DFS or just DFS or just betting, you get a ticket as well, free of charge. So again, use your money wisely, in my opinion. Do whatever you want to do. Radio 20 discount still applies to there. So technically you get the event with all that. And then you can watch all these segments. No matter, You don't have to be there live. We do not anticipate you guys having to take off work and all that kind of bullshit. No, we know. You're, you know, you're at work. Maybe you cut away for a little bit. You watch some of this. You watch some of that. You go back and look at the different segments that you're interested in and recap some of it. The Elite Mafia Fantasy Football Championship, though, if you've got a ticket and if you were part of training camp, you are in the league. So then all you have to do is sign up for a draft. There will be drafts happening literally starting Saturday morning, the 20th, all the way through the start of the season to get make sure that everybody who went to training camp and got a ticket is in the league. And then we got great prizes for the league. I know we got championship trophies and belts and things for the league and overall winners. It's going to be a blast. You can say you beat the shit out of Jeff Manson fantasy football and won the whole fucking thing. That would be bragging rights in and of itself. That And it's, again, the league is free of charge. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting. It'll be fun to, to go through it and draft against fellow Elite Mafia members. All this stuff is part of the event. It's the first time it's ever been done. 
by an individual site and we're proud to do it over at fantasyguru.com so hopefully you guys will join us i mean we're doing all we can to really make sure that this is a great time and will be a great time had by all so and by the way you'll be able to chat there's a live chat throughout the event like we have a discord channel for all you you're It'll be right there on the video. You chat with us. That's how you're going to ask time, real-time questions. Boom. You could tell questions and then, you know, see if we look stuff up. Ask us a question and see who's typing on their computer and shit. Now you get to see who's got the goods and who doesn't have the goods, baby. I love that kind of stuff. So there you go. Fantasy football training camp exclusively. Fantasyguru.com. Still got the Radio 20 discount code. Get in there now. That's going to do it. Episode number 124 is in the books. Hope to see a lot of the names and faces at training camp. If not, see you on Twitter. See you in our Discord, whatever it may be. And um, go out there and start crushing these drafts, everybody. Until next time, you may disagree with some or everything that you heard throughout the course of today's show. is perfectly all right. Why? Because it's just one man's opinion. See you next time, everybody. Deuces!